We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go. from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right, greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Monday, October 9th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 614. We'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 13, and today's part B of the show is, Are You Still Blindly Following? Yes. All right. And for my daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. I do not have a political degree or have any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And by the way, hello, CIA and FBI and any other low-level agents that might be listening on this show. And while I am a member of the Michigan General General Assembly, that's right, I said it, a legit good member in good standing of the MGJA, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and let's not forget those scumbags over there at Tactical Civics that basically go outside the Michigan model. I'm also not involved with any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, David Street and Company. Furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence, and I am not a party to to any deep state cult Freemasons, nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to implode the general general assemblies across this land. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own. And for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. There you go. All right, I'm feeling a little spunky today, so forgive me. All right, 
So we're going to get right into the reading. Job chapter 13. I uh, got a lot to cover, so we're just going to get right into the meat and potatoes. So Job chapter 13. Today I am reading out of the New American Bible, Revised Edition. Like I said, I like to bounce around from different versions. Sometimes I'll read out of the New King James Version. Sometimes the 1599 Geneva Bible. Sometimes I'll read out of Oh, I don't know, the NASB 95 edition. Just depends. Today is the New American Bible Revised Edition. So that's the one that I will be reading from today. So starting with verse 1. All this my eye has seen, my ear has heard and perceived it. What you know I also know. I do not fall short of you. But I would speak with the Almighty. I want to argue with God. But you gloss over falsehoods. You are worthless physicians, every one of you. Oh, that you would be altogether silent, that for you would be wisdom. Hear now my argument and listen to the accusations from my lips. It is for God that you speak falsehood. It is, is it for him that you utter deceit? Is it for him that you show partiality? Do you make accusations on behalf of God? Will it be well when he shall search you out? Can you deceive him as you do a mere human being? He will openly rebuke you if in secret you show partiality. Surely his majesty will frighten you and dread of him fall upon you. Your reminders are a shy maxims, your fabrications mound of, mounds of clay. Be silent. Let me alone that I may speak no matter what happens to me. I will carry my flesh between my teeth and take my life in my hand. Slay me through his might. I will wait for him. I will defend my conduct before him. This shall be my salvation. No impious man can come into his presence. Pay close attention to my speech and give statement of a, give my statement a hearing. Behold, I have prepared my case. I know that I am in the right. If anyone can make a case against me, then I shall be silent and expire. Two things only do not use against me. Then from your presence, I need not hide. Withdraw your hand far from me. Do not let the terror of you frighten me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then call me and I will respond or let me speak first and answer me. What are my faults and my sins, my misdeeds, my sin make known to me? Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you harass a wind-driven leaf? or pursue a withered straw. For you draw up bitter indictments against me and punish in me the faults of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks. You watch all my paths and trace out all my footsteps. Though I wear out like a leather bottle, like a garment, the moth has consumed. And that is the reading of Job chapter 13. So first off, before I get into uh, the lesson here of uh, what we kind of read here, I just want to Address some of the people that are coming in here in the chat. Want to say hello to Destry and my beautiful wife. Uh, we've got Lisa in Georgia up in here. Usually she always listens on the download side. Very rarely do we see her in a live. Welcome, Lisa. We got Mary. We got Rocky Raccoon. We got Oscar. Who else we got here? And then somebody that does not have an actual screen name, but something generated by Podbean. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So <laughs> Destry saying power outage at my work. From what? All the snow you guys have been getting up there in Alaska? <laughs> Boy, you guys don't even get four seasons up there. You go from summer to winter. You don't even get a fall or a spring. It's like summer, winter. Back to summer and then winter. Like, that sucks. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, he says, nope, somebody crashed a pole. That sucks. Oh, man, let the winter drivers come out already in full force. I cannot wait to the first snowfall in Michigan. It's going to be great. All right. 
So in the words of Job, we find a very profound expression of human longing and an age-old question that a lot of us always ask us. And that question would be, why do we suffer? Why do we suffer? That's a good question. Why do we suffer? Because Job, who had witnessed life's trials and tribulations, cried out to the Almighty himself, seeking answers, asking for understanding, and asking for justice. But one thing is for sure from what we've been reading so far, he doesn't hold back in his quest to argue with God. Like he makes no reserves about it. He has no problem with that, right? But but that but what strikes me most in this passage is Job's unwavering faith and his determination to seek the truth even in the midst of his suffering. See, he challenges those around him and those who offer empty words and false comforts, which believe me, we I think we all know people that do that. But he demands that they be silent. And he knows that wisdom lies not in shallow words, but in a deep and honest dialogue with God. Now, Job declared, slay me though he might, and I will wait for him. I will defend my conduct before him. End quote. Now, what's he saying here? Well, his trust, let me take a sip of water real quick. It's really dry. All right, there we go. You know, I'd, if I worked an actual regular radio, I'd make a poor radio host. You know that? I'd make a terrible radio host. I'd be making all sorts of unneeded interruptions that the radio the radio broadcasting company would absolutely hate me. They'd be like, dude, you're burning precious airtime by sipping your stupid lemon water. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> all right. But his trust in the Almighty, right, in God is unshaken. So he clings to his faith, even when facing unimaginable adversity. So what lessons are we able to draw from Job's unwavering faith and determination to confront God, right? When we have these questions, because in the face of life's challenges, it's easy to question. It's easy to doubt. And trust me, it's very easy to lose hope. I think a lot of people have reached that point at some point or another, right? Especially in today's climate. But Job teaches us that even in our darkest hours, that we have to continue to seek the truth, um, to have faith in God's plan, and not only to have faith in God's plan, but also to defend God's plan with our integrity, right? And to defend others with integrity. And see, like Job, we may feel as though our lives are tattered and worn, like a like an old battle flag of sorts, right? And we may be consumed by trials of this world and uncertainties, but we need to remember that God is with us always. He is with us always. And the challenges that we face are opportunities for growth and understanding. And they are the crucible in which our faith is tested and refined. So, we need to remind ourselves to not be discouraged by the suffering, but instead we need to we need to be inspired by Job's unyielding spirit. You know, the book of Job is one of my favorite books. I, I don't I don't want to say it's the favorite, but it is one of my favorites because what he goes through and how he comes out on the other end of this is just everything short of miraculous. Because as we walk our own individual paths, 
you know, I would say we should strive to have the courage to seek truth and to trust in God while maintaining our integrity in the face of adversity. And in this unwavering faith and trust, we find ourselves, or I should say, we find our own salvation, right? Our own inner strength and our own path to God. And so I guess what I'll say and end on this note, let us, like Job, be resolute in our faith. For even when we feel worn and battered down, our spirits, no matter what, can and will remain unbroken, no matter what occurs. And so what we will do is we will end this section Part A of 614 will end 614. You know, and I think I may have misspoke at the beginning of the show. What did I say? I I think I said, oh, no, I did say episode 614. My bad. I'm having a little bit of a brain poof here. Um, But uh, we will end this section A in prayer, and then we will take a, a quick break, and then we will come back on the other side. And I will make sure I chug a bunch of water in between the uh, little break here. And then we will continue with the part B of the show. Are you still blindly following? I got some good audio pieces from Derek Johnson that I think is very compelling. I think a lot of you guys really need to hear. I was listening to him. He just dropped something uh, actually earlier this morning. So we're going to play a few pieces because he's one of the very few voices out there that I actually, dare I say, trust because he seems to be more on point with what's going on based on what his observations are and not so much what he's being fed by other people. He just uses basic observation skills and his basic reading skills by reading the laws of war manual, you know, by the military and pays attention to the legislation that's going on in Congress and pays attention to Trump and his executive orders. And he's probably more on point than any other voice out there. So he's the one that I will typically listen to and Again, dare I say, trust more. Um, But let's get into the prayer here, okay? So, Heavenly Father, we come before you today just as Job did in his moments of questioning and suffering. And we, we acknowledge, uh, we acknowledge that life often presents us with trials and tribulations that test our faith. But like Job, we also seek to be unwavering in our trust in you. And in the face of adversity, we ask that you help us find the strength to seek the truth and to maintain our own integrity and grant us the courage to confront the difficult questions and challenges that life throws our way. And help us remember that even in our darkest hours, that you are with us, guiding us through the storms, especially as we try to get through, as we try to forge our way forward in our path to reassembly of states and to restoring this republic. Father, may we be inspired by Job's unyielding spirit and his commitment to defending his conduct before you and give us the faith to hold on even when our lives seem tattered and worn out. As we face our own struggles and doubt, we ask for your guidance and wisdom, and we ask that you help us to trust in your divine plan and to continue seeking that truth, even when we don't understand the reasons behind our own suffering. Grant us the grace to persevere and give us the courage to remain faithful. In this unwavering faith and trust in you, we find our salvation and we find the strength to endure and to hope to care and the hope to carry us through any storm. So, Lord, we place our trust in your hands and we offer this prayer. In your name, 
of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So we're going to take a quick little break. <clears throat> we'll take a quick little break and we will be back here. Give us about, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd say give us about a minute. All right. We'll be right back. All right, all right. So, the question that I'm going to be asking all of you guys, which is part of the show title, are you still blindly following those voices out there? Are you still blindly following? Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to discuss, I'm going to play uh, an audio piece here. It's from a movie. I believe it's The Matrix here. I can't remember which one, but... uh, Let's give this quick uh, a quick listen to, okay? Uh, very interesting scene. There must be alternatives. You must have some technology that could solve our problem. Your problem is not technology. The problem is you. You lack the will to change. Then help us change. I cannot change your nature. You treat the world as you treat each other. But every civilization reaches a crisis point eventually. Most of them don't make it. Yours did. How? Our son was dying. We had to evolve in order to survive. So it was only when your world was threatened with destruction that you became what you are now? Yes. Well, that's where we are. You say we're on the brink of destruction, and you're right. But it's only on the brink that people find the will to change. Only at the precipice do we evolve. Very profound words. It's only at the brink of evolution, you know, at the brink and the precipice before we find the will to change. I tell you what, truer words have never been spoken. See, as I kind of look around this political climate and what we see and what's going on across the world, supposedly, right? We don't really know full well what's really going on because we don't really have firsthand knowledge. But as far as our own country, our own borders, right? Within our own states and our own communities, our own counties, we can never really, you know, we, we, how do I want to say this? There is still a lot of, I see a lot of chaos that's erupting on TV, but again, what's it going to take before people finally get pushed over that fence, right? What's it going to take before people finally hit that precipice to finally seek the will to change and to get involved, especially when it comes to our self-governance and reassembly of states? Destry was just saying right here in the chat that people seeing everything go to crap worse and then worse, always thinking something will fix the problem. The only thing getting stronger and more appealing is the assemblies. That's correct. That is absolutely correct. See, there's too many people out there that think that, that, that still have this mindset of, oh, somebody else is going to step in for me and they're going to they're going to fix it for me, right? The white hats are in control, right? Trust the plan. Trust the plan. No, folks, 
you and I are the plan, okay? You and I are going to be the ones that have to mount up on that white stallion and ride into the night. And you and I are the ones that are going to have to put in the hard work. Okay, now each of us play different roles, of course, because we all have our own skill sets and we all have our own things that we're good at. Okay, but nobody else is coming to our rescue. And I hate to tell you, neither is the military. The military has their own orders that they're following per the uh, 21 executive, um, the 21 requisitions that were issued by the assembly, but they're waiting for us even, okay? While they are still doing what they have to do, they are actually waiting for you and I folks, okay? Like Oscar even said right here, we are the white hats. So strap up and dig in, absolutely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is indeed challenging times that we, have been going through, right? Where the weight of rising cost for necessities like food and utilities and fuel and medical bills, it all adds burdens on many of us that we already carry, right? I mean, is this part of the precipice that's going to push people over the edge before they get, you know, inspired to, you know, be their own savior? Because on top of all this, the dream, okay, of home ownership seems to be, uh, out of reach for a lot of people because of the formidable interest rates that we are facing. I mean, we're seeing eight, 9% interest rates. It's ridiculous. And over the past few years, you know, we were confronted with various trials, right? Lockdowns and all that bull crap that we dealt with. And it's understandable to feel like we are reaching our breaking point. I get it. But in the middle of all these challenges, uh, let me share this message of solace and motivation with you. And I've already put out a three-minute piece on Telegram sharing a similar message, but I'm kind of going a little bit more in deeper detail here. In case you haven't heard it, stick around for a minute. But in the book of Isaiah, there's a verse in chapter 40, verse 31, that shines a light on the path to renewed strength even in our darkest hours. And that, that, that verse goes like this. <clears throat> Those who place their hope in the Lord will find renewed strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This verse emphasizes the idea that through unwavering faith and hope in the Lord, we can find strength even when the journey appears daunting. That's right. Let Let's dig a little deeper into this message and connect it to the challenges that we're facing today. See, this verse, I love this verse. This verse serves as a guiding principle, reminding us that no matter how overwhelming the journey may seem, we have the power to rise above our adversities, much like eagles who soar above the storms. And the challenges that we face are very real. I'm not diminishing what we are facing with are, is fake by any stretch of the imagination. Every challenge that we deal with is very much real. I get it. From our financial burdens to the weight of medical bills to the housing cost, right? It's all real. And it's essential to remember that God did not. Okay, I want you to hear me, folks, because I know you guys are all dealing with the same crap that we are. And look, my wife and I, God has blessed us tremendously. Thank God for a job. I mean, my boss and I, we were just talking about this today. All right. And I'm not saying this to brag. This is not a bragging statement, but it just goes, I just give all the glory and gratitude to God that he blesses us with a very good, modest six-figure income. Because my boss was even saying today, he goes, you know, he goes, 
because we were talking about how drivers don't take care of our trucks very well. We got brand new tractors, brand new trailers coming in and drivers are scratching the hell out of them. They're not taking good care of them. He goes, you know what's so frustrating? He goes, you drivers, he goes, I have a lot of drivers and you know, he's like, you're one of them. He goes, that make more money than some people with an engineering degree, a master's degree. You guys make more money than people I know with engineering careers. But yet you guys don't take care of these trucks. And when he's saying you guys, he's not saying everybody as a whole, but there's a few of them, you know? And so even with having a modest income, we're still finding ourselves to figure out, okay, where do we need to cut back at so we can continue to save because groceries are getting expensive. Fuel is getting pricier. Our taxes keep going up. Gas, you know, our gas utility is rising in cost. Where can we cut back at? I mean, what used to cost us $175 to $180 for a full grocery cart of food is now roughly costing us a little over $300, depending on what we buy, and sometimes even more, $340, $350. So I get it. Like, we are all dealing with this cost. So listen to this, okay? Because it's very essential to remember, and, and I don't want you guys to think that this is prosperity gospel. I'm not doing prosperity gospel here. I can't stand that kind of crap. But God did not intend for us to suffer or fail. Now, that's not to say that we're not going to su- that we're not going to deal with suffering and failures, okay? But he did not intend on our lives being a 24/7, 365 day round the clock suffering and failure. We were created to succeed and to strive and to experience life in abundance. We were created to follow his divine plan and nurture our faith and believe in the greatness that lies within our destiny. Now, it's important to recognize that difficult times often lead to periods of profound growth and transformation. I think we can all agree on that. And in these trying moments, we have the opportunity to rise and to rediscover our inner strength, right? And to move forward with an unwavering determination, even when the path seems long and difficult. And I want to take some time, say hi to some more people as I roll in. We got Donnie, Nancy. Hello, guys. We got Rietta. Hello. Got my mom, Coastal Runner. Hello, Angel Eyes. Hello. Glad to have you on the, sh- on the show here in the chat. But I want to encourage each and every one of you to hold on to that verse in Isaiah. Allow it to guide you through those darkest hours. Have faith that as you navigate these storms, that you are being prepared for a brighter and more prosperous future. I believe that. Wholeheartedly, I believe that. And our dreams, your dreams, right, of financial stability and home ownership are not out of reach. Okay, but I will just say this. Place your trust in God. Place your trust in the Lord. Hold fast to your hope and draw strength from the knowledge that you were created to soar. And I think together, we will overcome any challenge that crosses our path, especially when it comes to our reassembly of states. Rietta adds right here in the chat, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12, out of the New King James Version, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. That's so fitting. That's perfect. That is exactly what I'm talking about. God does not intend for us to be losers. Sure, are we going to have losing moments? Yes, but those are moments that we also will learn from. God wants us to win. He wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to be abundant. But again, just like Job, 
that doesn't mean we're not going to be, you know, faced with adversity and challenges when Satan wants to come knocking at our door and try to push our asses down. Excuse my language. Bad, Jason. Bad. I'm trying to watch the naughty language on here. But you know what I'm saying, guys. My wife's giving me a naughty emoji face here. Sorry. <laughs> so it's important to remember that the current financial system, by the way, I think this is very important to answer or to, to, to address. It's important to remember that the, the current financial system controlled by private central banks and those who may seek to keep us in despair. You got to remember, it's all part of a monetary model with deep-rooted issues. I mean, it's a 150-year-old system that is about ready to crash and crumble and burn into ash. Remember, it's a Babylonian financial model disconnected from the sound honest money once backed by precious metals, right? That was not the path intended for us. We need to get back to, you know, we need our money to get back to being backed by precious metals. But the way the Babylonian financial model is, is it creates money out of thin air. Right out of thin air. And that also was not the path intended for us to be engaged in a Babylonian system. So perhaps in the very near future, we will return to a system of sound and honest money backed by the value of precious metals as we break free from the current system's constraints and work towards financial justice and empowerment. That's right. Somebody was just saying right here, if the assembly is the answer, then why is there division in the Michigan assembly where I really believed might be the answer, but now it doesn't seem like it is a possibility? Well, you know, there's a lot to that than what you're really seeing. What you may think and see and perceive as division, there is a lot of a fustication. It's not so much division. There's a lot of agents and paid actors that are in there that are trying to destroy it, not just in Michigan, might I add, but in other states as well. My wife says it best right here. There's division everywhere you go. And with that, people with egos, you got people with self-serving mentalities. You got people out there that want to do what they want, regardless how it's supposed to be done correctly, lawfully, legally, and other words, uh, otherwise. You got so many people out there. And I'll tell you right now, there's 25 to 28 of these miscreant reprobates out there that want nothing more than to implode the as assembly if they can't have it their way, the Burger King way. It ain't Burger King. They ain't having it their way because what they want is they want to try to freaking self-serve their own interests. And that's not how that crap works. Forgive me for feeling, getting a little heated about that, but you know, I'm so sick and tired of these people that you guys, you have no idea. You have no idea. And I, I really wish you would address and put your name up there and actually let us know who you are, because I, there's nothing more that irritates me more. I'm just going to say it. When people hide behind monikers or, you know, a bunch of random characters. 
put yourself out there. If you, I mean, look, I appreciate the good, honest questions, but put yourself out there. If you have an honest question, I'll be happy to answer, but don't, don't be hiding behind a keyboard. Don't be, be hiding behind a moniker or some fake fictitious pseudo name because that, that don't jive well with me. I'm tired. I'm tired of these people. These people are going to be dealt with and they're going to be dealt with according to the rule of law. Mark my words. Where you see division is a lot more than what meets the eye. The assemblies will succeed, and there's a lot more going on in the background than more, you know, even those people even realize. But anyway, so shifting gears for a minute, I want to play an audio piece for you regarding the theater that I think is taking place over on the other side of the pond. So here's cut number two. Um, this, who is this? This is Ron Paul on the floor. It's about a two minute clip. Listen to what he has to say regarding what's going over there in Israel. What's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they want. Did you hear that? Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel. I've been hearing a lot about that lately. Uh, very interesting. wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you said, well, yeah, that was better then and served his purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system. We're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden. And uh, we were con contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the Madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, all that he said, I mean, you know, we get involved with so much crap that we, we have no business getting involved in. Um, and, and, and before I move forward on this, I just I, I want to address one more other thing back to that question that that um, that person was asking, because they were saying that these are the people that I know personally that want to see the assembly succeed. I will just say this. If there are truly people in the that, you know, personally that want to see the assembly su succeed. Okay, I will say this. 
is it possible that some of the people that you might know are following the wrong people who have the wrong motives and the you know ill intentions of destroying the assembly because unfortunately there are some bad people here some bad actors that really want to destroy it but like me let me tell you a little something about me for a minute these people that are trying to implode and and do this coup here in michigan are the very same people that i trusted once upon a time my intentions are pure i would love nothing more than to see the michigan general general assembly succeed as well as all the assemblies succeed and guess what they will number one but these same people these same reprobates are the same people that i once trusted in the very beginning but you know what evil is very good at deception and they tricked me believe me they tricked me and i i, I feel stupid for it too they definitely tricked me but i say all that to say this the people you may know may really truly personally want to see the assembly succeed I, if that's a true statement and i believe it is then we are in like-minded you know uh we're in a like-minded category but like I almost fell for it, it's possible that the people you might know, just like me, are following and, 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 and working with the same people who want to screw with it and mess it over. Like Rietta was saying right here in the chat, Satan is the father of lies and, come, and comes as an angel of light. You betcha. Absolutely. So forgive me there. I wasn't trying to go and get sideways, but... You know, if you only knew the workload and the, I'm just going to say it, the bullshit that we've had to deal with and the verbal and physical assaults I've seen at these meetings, you would be floored. I'll just say that. And they're going to be dealt with, again, by the rule of law. Now, back after that, that audio piece that I just played, I'll just say this. I, I don't know what's going on over there in Israel. They say that they got severely attacked. I'm not entirely sure about the current situation, but what I can, what I can share from what I've gathered uh, from, actually, my mom, as a matter of fact, that because we have two family members, a stepbrother, stepsister, they're both in the Air Force. Uh, ste my stepsister is uh, stationed on the other side of the world, and she informed my stepfather that they were conducting, I believe, if the word is correctly, I can't remember if she said Armageddon or Apocalypse. I want to say it was Apocalypse Scenario Training. Yeah, Apocalypse. Okay, thanks, Ma. Apocalypse Scenario Training. And, and by the way, before we go any further, no both these people are not, you know, to my knowledge, they don't have secret clearances or anything like that. They don't have Q clearance, nothing like that. So it's not a secret, just FYI. Now, on the other hand, my stepbrother, who's also stationed here on in the U.S., recently uh, experienced, I guess, what's called a base-wide recall, which requires... Uh, all military personnel to report to their duty station for 24 to 72 hours uh, with no opportunity to go home, right? And it's intriguing and somewhat uh, suspicious, I guess, for a lack of better words, because of the, you know, given the recent events that's going on in Israel. 
And like Destry was even saying here, it's possible giant false flag orchestrated by the CIA. That's what I think. Now, my stepbrother works on the refueling aircraft, so he had to report to the hangar and had to remain there until further notice with significant consequences, by the way, for failing to show up. Now, these recalls, okay, because my mom, I guess, went through two of them when she was in the Air Force. These recalls are reminiscent of her past experience when she was, um, like I said, in the Air Force, uh, the first one when the space shuttle uh, blew up and then uh, the bombing of Libya. And those developments... Uh, emphasize the need, I think, to pay close attention, especially with what's going on over there in Israel. Now, currently, the world's attention is largely focused on Israel, which raises a couple of concerns. Now, first, it's possible that some groups may be orchestrating problems and solutions to maintain control over the situation, right? It's the classic problem-reaction-solution scenario. And then the second possibility is the use of diversion tactics to draw our attention away from something happening elsewhere. Are they, Yeah, exactly. Like my mom just put in the chat here, look here, not there. And then, of course, I don't know who this Laura Loomer is, but somebody on Telegram was sharing Laura Loomer's post on Telegram stating that sources informed her about an emergency intel meeting that uh, meetings that occurred this weekend to discuss the rise of Hamas terror cells operating here in American cities. And that these Hamas terrorists allegedly crossed the U.S. border and are reportedly planning to attack major U.S. cities over the next 14 months. And so Hamas directed their supporters in their telegram to retaliate against Americans for U.S. support of Israel. Now, considering all these developments, the need for vigilance and awareness is even more apparent. And as they you know, as there may be multiple factors at play here in the current global situation, um, you know, it's just these are the types of things that we really need to pay attention to. Now, I want to dig into a couple cuts here by Derek Johnson um, explaining what is happening at the very moment and he seems to be one of the, like i said one of the very few voices out there that seems to know what's happening so let's go to cut one real quick .net and all this other bullcrap you got a lot of people still out there that's making me want to get on my rant again and get down on my high horse again who are trying to mislead you innocent people and they don't realize what god brought me to the table for God didn't bring me to the table to have a podcast. He didn't bring me to the table to be a name and a face and a mouth and a flapping set of gums. He brought me to the table because he took me out of the military. All right. Retired, retired. And don't matter how you, how some of these trolls out there and all these other people talk about it. I'm honorably retired from the military, but I didn't uh, serve 20 years. All right. So guess how I treat that with my heart. Because I didn't serve 20 years, that means that the time that I have left that I thought was on my human contract, I have left to show you the people. So I will be a thorn in the rear end to every Podashian I call. It's I call these podcasters the, it's like the Kardashians, they're the Podashians. They want to tote the news. They want to be the news. They want to be famous. They want to have a name. They want to have a name so bad that they don't care about you, the people. All right. Me? I drive around just like you do. I have a normal life just like you do. I roll around just like you do. I, th I get up. I have coffee. I live in the same place I've always lived in. I drive the same vehicles I always live in. You, the people who support my music and my merchandise, 
You're not buying me fancy Corvettes and fancy houses uh, that are hidden in fake names like some of these podashians are doing out there. They're taking all your money and they're not delivering the truth to you. All right. And I know that word truth. There's an old Johnny Cash song called What is Truth? I know truth has been so diluted to all of you people out there and it's frustrating. You're tired, you're bitter, you're upset, you're angry. I get it. But the only way you slice and dice through that is to, one, know that this is of God. And anything of God, first off, there's a lot of people who use God. They use his name. They pick him up. They abuse him. They use it out of context. They talk about being a Christian. They don't read their Bible. They know nothing. And here's why. Anything of God will not spread fear. And it won't make you feel frustrated. It won't make you feel angry. It won't make you feel bitter. You won't be tired. You won't be exhausted. You'll be just like me. Every single day you'll wake up just like me. Not like this. I'm not the most prettiest thing on the, on the planet. But you'll wake up positive. You'll wake up happy. You'll wake up with peace and comfort. That's how you'll wake up. All right, because anybody who is out there spreading fear to you right now, they have no clue what's going on. And you should leave them quicker than a cat can lick its rear end. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You should leave them quicker than a cat can lick its rear end. He's absolutely right. You got to watch who you're following out there. You have to watch out who you're following because, again, there's so many people out there that just want to pro you know, profit off of the fear. Let's go to cut four here. And people say, well, how's it benefit you? Oh, well, when everybody starts pulling their weight, it benefits all of us because then you'll understand that 332 million of us population control 535 members of Congress. It ain't the other way around that it's been all these years. When Americans do the math and they finally do Mississippi math, podunk Mississippi, buck a ton of Mississippi math and go 535 members work for us, not 332 million working for them, then it'll start to click in and start to register a little bit more when you empower yourself. All right, so I went around the world, I did, but you, it's getting frustrating, it's getting tiring. I'm kicking it in four wheel drive, all right? I'm throwing it in four wheel drive. But the reason why you don't want Donald Trump to be president, I wrote my little note down here where I, can, where I can stay on point here. The one reason you don't want Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House is because this operation is not one-sided. Donald Trump didn't become president to become president. Donald Trump did something that's a, it's a biblical, monumental, historical operation. The legislation is, it, it makes people go, well, why would it look this way? Why would it look like that if he was commander in chief? Why would it look like this? How would it look like this? You're worried about stuff that you shouldn't when you should be feeding yourself what's on paper because of this right here. It is different. You've never seen it before in history because it's never happened in history. OK, it's never happened. What's going on right now? The the only constitutional convention we had was the Constitution in 1787. So you don't want Donald Trump to be speaker because it's not a one sided affair. If you believe that Donald Trump should be speaker of the House, I'm not going to say anything negative. I made a video yesterday and I was negative in it in the way of saying certain things I shouldn't have. But. I'm going to do it just like this. The reason you don't want Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House, it's not a one-sided event. And if you're a Republican, a conservative, 
or a Trump supporter, there is absolutely no integrity in doing so. And here's why. You're telling the left, even though I hate party affiliations, I do, but you're telling the left, you're telling the radicals, you're telling all of the communists, the fascists, the socialists, the Democrats, you're telling them we can't beat you fair and reciprocal. We can't beat you with Trump's words when he says fair and reciprocal. We can't beat you like that. So we'll just come in because you cheated. We'll come in and remove Biden and we'll remove Kamala. We'll remove them and we can get Trump in the president seat that way. There is no integrity in that, ladies and gentlemen. And if you believe that way, I question your morals. I question your integrity. I, I question everything about your being and what you think you stand for. There's no integrity in that whatsoever. This is not a one-sided affair. And if we want to clean out what we have, which I know what's going on, so I'm speaking to the sleepy heads out there. If we want to clean out what we have in the past, you don't do something like that. You don't reverse, you don't reverse that order. You don't reverse that operation. You don't go in and go, oh, well, we can't, we can't beat you, so we'll just join you. And it's not cheating to remove somebody. No, it's not cheating by definition. It is legislation. It can't happen that way. But why would you want to? Do you not trust Donald Trump when he says, we have it all, we've caught them all? Do you know the first person who said that? That was Q. You know what they call Q out there? They call it a conspiracy theory. Why is it in paper, in writing, stamped and approved? January 21st, 2018. Q, we have it all. We've called them all. You know the first time Donald Trump said that in public? In 2020. So you people, you, you go over there to these pod dashings, and they are all about their intel. Oh, major bombshell intel report here. Major bombshell, this is what my contact told me. I've never been in the military, but my military <laughs> guy told me this. You go listen to some of the criminal public record. Are you serious right now? You think the military is giving some person, a civilian who's never been in the military, never been trusted with any kind of classified, classified documents, any kind of TSSCI, you're telling me the military our greatest military in the world is giving some civilian podcaster intel. That is an insult to the military, ladies and gentlemen. That's an insult to everybody who is serving right now and who has taken the fall in the military. That's an insult. That's an insult to intelligence, and it's an insult to service, and it's an insult to oath. That's right, because they know. But the way the – all right, let me collect my thoughts. What the – level of operations that's going on around the world. And I'm just speaking off of speculation here because I'm not obviously in the military. I never served in the military, just so I'm not putting out that uh, perception out there. But it's pretty well assumed if anybody's got two brain cells to rub together, and it was very well put out there too, that they're not going to disclose what the operations are. They, you'll, you'll be able to decode some of the stuff that's in you know out there in the public but you they're not going to put out what the operations are and if anybody out there believes these podashians as he calls them right these these people always say oh i got bombshell information i got bombshell information blah, 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 blah. and they're always trying to you know they're trying to feed on your fear 
they're not getting information from military people. I'm sorry, they, they're just not. And if they are, then that person that they're getting information from in the military are traitors. Continuing. And if they want a war, they got one. They want to fight, they got one. Because I'm not going to sit here and take this any longer. All these Podashians out there spewing all this crap. Ain't nobody feeding me information. I learned all this because I used my brain and what was given to me. Donald John Trump told you never again will we voice to the public what's going on with our military. Because if you find out, guess who else finds out? There you go. That's exactly it. He just said it right there. If you find out, guess who else finds out? Boom. He didn't say you couldn't learn the operation because it's publicly posted. It's publicly available. He said you're not going to know the missions. That's where you got to get savvy with technology, but you need to, excuse me, with terminology. You got to get savvy with terminology. You got to listen again, ladies and gentlemen. And a lot of you short attention fans out there, y'all sit on TikTok all day. You'll watch a 20. If it don't hit you in 10 seconds, you're already to the next video. No wonder we have a terminology problem. No wonder we have a terminology problem. No wonder we have a legislation problem. No wonder we have a thinking problem. Because you've been feeding yourself with the wrong information. You've been feeding yourself with the wrong material. You ain't even been feeding yourself at all. That's right. And he is not. He is absolutely 100. I hate using that term 110% correct. But he is 100% spot on. People aren't even feeding themselves with the proper information. That's why I try to do these little educational segments uh, here on the podcast and why Oscar does the education. Him and Bill Hermanson, they try to do the educational uh, segments on the uh, uh, the National Assembly call every Thursday. Um, again, because a lot of people will not take the initiative and go read the Magna Carta. They will not go read the contempt of the Constitution. They will not go and read their basic Constitution or their Bill of Rights, or the Declaration of Independence. People do not go and read these things, so we try to put it out there in audio format so people can try to take in this information. Why that is, I don't know. And before I go to the last two clips here with Derek Johnson, um, back to the person that was asking that question about the assembly, they were saying, and I don't, I don't want to overlook this because this is, I think this is important. Uh, they said that I'm just trying to figure out who is legit, and I know that personalities play a big part of all the chaos that is going on in all the different local and state groups. It's very hard to get involved with all the divisions that's going on, especially with people that you have come to think you can trust that really believe in the assembly. So I will say this. So whoever answered, good job to uh, Rietta and Coastal Runner, because they were saying, you know, that's where discernment comes in. Pray for it best to pray to God. I agree with everything everybody just said here. I will add one more thing to all of that. I will just say this. This is why I always tell people, if you get involved with the assembly, you better push aside your ego and you better push aside your, um, um, your ego and your pride because there's no room for that. When you come into the assembly, you better come with a serving mentality, meaning you better come ready to serve others, not yourself. You better come ready to serve your country and to serve this future and to go through some of the daunting tasks that we have to go through. My suggestion to you, I would wait 
before you get involved. We want you because it sounds like you really are at a crossroads and I don't want to deter you from this. Okay. I understand where you're coming from. It is hard. If you're someone from the outside looking in, it is very hard to sift through the chaos and figure out who is good and who is not good or who might be good, but might be deceived by someone above them. So my answer to you is this. Don't be quick to act. Just wait, watch, take notes, observe. And that's advice that I got from somebody very wise that I know who is in the assembly. Observe, sit back, observe, take notes, and just pay attention. You will see here in the coming weeks and coming months information that will be presented, and it'll more than likely be on the National Assembly website, but you will see, just like when notice was put out to the uh, provost marshal and to the military and to the office of POTUS when the assembly came and reassembled and, and brought, you know, brought it forward and, 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 uh, adjourned the meeting from 1861 and brought it current and, and have held meetings, right? You're going to see notices on an official level worldwide. So all I'll say is this, just sit back, observe, take notes, pay attention. Don't be quick to act and just wait for, wait for the dust to settle. And then it'll be easier for you to make your decision. Um, again, don't want to deter you, but yes, I agree. That's the number one thing you should do. Just pray to God for that discernment. That's the best thing you can do. That's the best thing you can do. Um, so I, I hope that helps because again, we do want good men and women in the assembly and you will see exactly you will see exactly who is on what side soon enough. And it sucks to say that there's probably some good people that are being misled down the wrong path, much like the people who status correct, right? The people who follow Bobby Lawrence and David Stray and AVR. Probably a lot of good men and women in that 10 million plus group of people who want to, you know, try to be sovereigns and status correct not saying they're bad people, but they got misled by some really bad people. And yeah, like Destry was saying, informed discernment. Absolutely. Let's go to the last two clips. Uh, this one I think is very, really good and noteworthy. Saying that ain't true. You know good and well that we don't have soldiers, aircraft, big boy aircraft especially, here every single day unless they're under an order. And they've never been under this kind of order except for World War II, where the world opened up with the Second War Powers Act, the land and naval use. Every single day since the order in Section 1550, we're talking about Algeria, Nigeria, Tunisia, Belgium, Hungary, Norway, Sweden, Italy, the Netherlands, Canada, Mexico, Honduras, all these aircraft flying in our nation, in our airspace. Not around the bases, majority of them on National Guard bases, municipal airports, and regional airports. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a World War II history repeat. Second War Powers Act. The Second War Powers Act was not a follow-up act to the First War Powers Act. The First War Powers Act talked about the actual war powers. The Second War Powers Act was land and naval uses. And we're seeing that right now. 
The moth was not harmed just then. We're seeing that. We're talking about Canadian aircraft, Canadian aircraft, trainer planes on an international airport that does not have a guard unit attached to it outside of Casper, Wyoming, and they're just casually flying around. Get up, what veterans. Wake up. You should be excited. Donald John Trump has invoked every single code known to man for all of us veterans. He's I also want to add to this just because, and I know, I know one particular person that uh, works at the same company that I work at, and um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. He was a Navy SEAL. He was also Special Forces. But just because they were a SEAL and they were in special forces doesn't mean they are very well informed because this particular individual still listens to mainstream media and still feeds into the Kabuki theater that we see being pushed by Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, and the others. So just because they have a special forces, you know, title that they can, you know, like obviously prove, right, doesn't necessarily mean that they are with the program. So that's what Derek Johnson is addressing right here. Just because they are a veteran who has a certain title by their name and a certain amount of stars by their name don't really mean Jack Diddley's squat. It's all in current bipartisan legislation. Every code known to man for even retirees to come back. Everybody's Did you hear that? Even for retirees to come back. Let's uh, let me let me go back on this for a second. Let me see if I can get back on this again. Hold on. That that was interesting. Bipartisan legislation. Every code known to man for even retirees to come back. That's right. Retirees to come back and be recommissioned. I'm not going to name names here, but I do believe I know somebody who has been recommissioned. Continuing. Everybody's missing the bigger picture still. The bigger picture is the military occupancy and the continuity of government. And you got to listen to every word that Donald Trump says when he talks in code. And you got to know someone who can decode it from all the military language, the military rhetoric, but also other stuff with federal government. Like November the 15th, 2022, he said what? He said, we're going through what I call the pause right now. I call it the pause. Calls public alert on registered soliciting entities. It's an SEC acronym. Go look it up. <laughs> .gov site, once again. Then he said, and pretty soon we're going to put our beautiful flag on the surface of Mars, right in the middle of two e economic languages or speeches, or excuse me, sentences. Ladies and gentlemen, our first flight was a hillbilly toothpick in 1903. And they told everybody, this is where the PSYOP began. They, they told everybody in 1969 that we went to the moon. So from 1903, we got, we got a hillbilly toothpick put together by not Gorilla Glue <laughs> and not by nuts and bolts of the standard of today. We got a hillbilly toothpick that takes his first flight and, and 60, what was that, 66 years later, we're on the moon? Are you serious right now? But with our technology right now, we ain't put a man on the moon 
since 1969? Do you really believe that? All right. And then, so you take that rhetoric, you mean you take that like that analogy, right? Man on the moon, we ain't, we ain't doing that, right? Now listen to this, because this is very interesting. How you gotta you gotta know what the codes are and how to decipher them. This I didn't see this one coming. So you're telling me that everything that's taking place, like all this aircraft, all these things, right? So we ain't we ain't put a man on the moon since since then. And so you're telling me that. I don't know how far I don't. First off, I, I get so I feel like I lose IQ points by even saying what I'm about to say. How can a man, a man, not, maybe not just a man, like a man, man, but a woman, man, whomever. But how can a man meaning like breathing form, right? Who I can't. Well, I can't hardly move because I'm a disabled veteran. Right. I can't jump like some people. But like some of these athletes, these pro athletes can jump three feet off the ground. How can a man tell me how far that sun is? How, how, do you, how do you know that? How do you know how far the moon is? Well, let's just say that it's 90,000 miles away, like they say. So we ain't put a man on the moon with our technology since 1969. So you're telling me we're going to put one on, the, on Mars? Are you telling me we're going to go to Mars? Is that what you're saying? So we ain't been to the moon, but we're going to go right on past the moon and go on to Mars. That's what they're saying. That ain't what he was saying. Military auxiliary radio system. Ah, And why did the Space Force, why did the Army and the Navy transfer all communications? Which, by the way, the Space Force was part of the requisitions that was put forward to the military. I think if Destry's still in here, I think, what was it, Destry? Uh, requisition number 19? I think, right? To the, the, the start of the Space Force, I believe. All communications in August and December last year to the Space Force. And why did the Army transfer all ground missile warning systems to the Space Force? Why? Why does the Federal Continent Directives talk about catastrophic events, disasters, biological chemical threats, fires, train wrecks, it talked about, they was all written before, before all this stuff started happening. Don't you think they're maybe resetting? I do. I mean, I, I'm just telling what it says, but I, I'm trying to say, hey, how can you read all this if you're reading and not know that? How do you not, how do you still go over to the Podashians and listen to all their bull crap? All, Turn your phone off, FEMA's bad. Oh my God. That's it. Uh, yeah. And so Dusty was saying, yes. So again, out of the 21 requisitions that was put forward to the military by the people in assembly, uh, I forgot what year they did that, but yes, requisition number 19 out of the 21 was, uh, to, uh, yeah, for NASA and the military to come together and put a base, put bases on Mars, moon, space exploration, planetary defense. Uh, that was back in December of 2011. Now the last cut, cut number six, I'm going to play here. Uh, it's not quite as long as the last two. It's uh, half that length, about two and a half, maybe three minutes long um, of Derek Johnson. Again, this was a great, great rant that he did this morning. And I tried cutting some of the key pieces that I wanted to kind of go over. And here's the last cut. 
liberals don't want to, I tell them, I say, you, it might be best if you know the legislation because that's what they're operating with. So if you want to make your First Amendment applicable, you want to make your First Amendment validatable or whatever you want to call it out there, you want to make it worthy or valuesome, then you might want to know what they're using in legislation. So when people write in and say, well, Derek, how can we apply this? How do we take what you talk about and apply it? You can't apply it if you don't know it. So you got to know it like the back of your eyelids to the best of your ability. And then you got to go to local, state, federal, wherever you feel God calls you. You got to understand whatever it is. I don't know where you live. It depends on where you live and what's going on with where you live. But right now, because Congress is under a continuity government, they know what's going on. I, I have that question more than anything. I'm like, yes, they know what's going on. The whole McCarthy thing, they know what's going on. If you're still following mainstream news and you're still following all the drama, you're a part of the devolution. That's right. If you're still following that crap, you're part of the devolution. Exactly it. They got you. They still got you. So if you want to know what's going on, you got to go read this blueprint and follow it. It's all current bipartisan legislation. So if you want to think militarily and what's going on on the bigger scale, then you got to look at that. If not, you're going to keep falling for all that stuff. And the mainstream media are under NDAs and they're under a wartime code. When Donald Trump became a wartime president, March 2020, by definition, all during that time, guess what the mainstream media did? Articles. Trump, are you a wartime president? Why would they be asking him that? It's all documented for history's sake, ladies and gentlemen. Everything had to be documented. Everything had to be put on paper. So, you know, if you want to know what's going on, you got to read the current bipartisan legislation. You can't run over to this podashing, predicting stuff that never happens. That's what I don't get is, is how so many people still run over to all these people who predict 798 times stuff that never happens and people still pay and still follow them. That's right. I mean, he's, he's right. He's freaking right. I, and this is why I stopped listening to so many people with their bullcrap predictions and their bullcrap rhetoric and their bullcrap this, that, and the, all this, you know, yeah, Rietta said it best right here. They preach hopium with no freaking results. Absolutely. That's exact. And she didn't say freaking, that was me inserting that, but her exact words is they preach hopium with no results, but that's exactly what they do. This is why I stopped listening to all these freaking Podashians. I love that term. I'm going to steal that from him. Podashians. Because that's exactly what they are. They're a bunch of PAY patriots. Again, guys, you will never see this podcast sell out over here. Because this is something that God informed me and wanted me to do. He wanted me to come over here to do what I do, to do what I do best. And that's basically blabber my big fat mouth here. All right? Because he knows I don't really give a crap what other people think or what they're going to say. He knows I'm not going to get knocked down very easily. All right. I might get knocked down. I'll get right back up. All right. I might have a setback, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll make that time back up. I'll, I'll, I'll get it ahead. All right. 
But at the end of the day, uh, Rita was asking, uh, where does he post? Uh, he posts a lot on uh, True Social, from my understanding. Um, but yeah, really very well-informed guy. He's like another Kirk Pendergrass. You know how Kirk knows uh, common law, right, and, and all that stuff, right? He knows, like, he knows a lot. So, so Derek Johnson is like kind of like a Kurt Pendergrass, except with the military law and codes. Like, he's very much with it, and he knows and reads and understands it, and he can decipher it. He knows exactly what's going on, and that's why I like listening to him because he does not get fed. Um, <clears throat> he does not get fed information. He just uses basic observation skills and reading skills and, of course, his past experience. So, yeah, I would highly encourage you all to go follow Derek Johnson. My mom just put his screen name up, Rattletrap1776. He's a great one to follow. He's on True Social. I know Desi said he was trying to get a conversation with them. Maybe we could try to work that out. I don't know. I know he's got a manager and a publicist, and you know, I know so I know that he's got a gatekeeper. So that's going to be a challenge to get to. But we'll we'll try to hopefully maybe work that out. Try to get you know Destry and him maybe on this platform where you know they have a conversation. But even if not on this platform, at least on the private side and have a conversation so Destry can inform him what's going on with the assemblies and what they're doing. Like that would be great. You know, but again, back to this podcast, his hard line, you're not going to see me sell out over here, ladies and gentlemen. Look, there's a reason why God blessed me with the job that I have. I truly believe that my way is going to be made in some other form or fashion. I mean, maybe it might be through podcasting. I don't know. But at this point in my time in life, I'm not even counting on it. I'm not even banking on it. I'm not even trying. I just come on here as a service to you guys, as a service for God. And that's really all there is to it. Because like I said, God blessed me with a very good, modest income because I think he knows that if this podcast is not reliant on subscriptions and donations and money and trying to live off of that, it's harder to knock down, right? Because like if you you can knock somebody down if they're making a living from it and it'll be hard for them to get back up and more than likely it won't come back online. But because I don't operate off donations or anything like that, it's it's very easy for me to just bounce right back up and, and, and start a platform somewhere else on a different you know area. Because again, it's not going to affect my living. <laughs> Destry says, Jason will end up as the senior de jure news outlet for the states after corporation is gone. That'd be cool too. I mean, look, I, I'd, I'd proudly... Uh, carry that, you know, that, uh, that responsibility. I think that'd be great. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, folks, there is a lot going on, but here's the thing. I will tell you this. Don't fear, have no fear about what's going on. Things are occurring for a reason. People are being shown things that have never been shown to them before. People are getting pushed to that precipice. And yes, there are still a lot of bad actors and bad agents out there and a lot of bad dudes that want to just try to destroy this nation. All right. But again, that's where that discernment comes in, folks. That's where that discernment comes in. Okay. Very important. I also want to uh, address one more thing that Sue's uh, here in the uh, in the comment section 
Uh, they were saying, thank you, Jason, and all other encouragement. That's what I've been doing. But I feel like a Sunday patriot sitting on the side, but I'm trying my best to learn as much as I can. To my, to, and, and this is how I will respond. Keep learning. Keep self-educating. It's okay if you're on the sidelines at the moment. Keep reading. Pay attention. Take notes. Observe. And allow your intuition to guide you, which I believe is led by God. And you will not be led astray if you follow God the Father in heaven with Jesus Christ as his son in your heart. Okay? I promise you God will not steer you wrong. Yes, I know I could be a sarcastic son of a gun and I have a very strong personality, but I will say this. I will say this. My pride and ego always gets checked at the door because my first, my first love, aside from God, is number one. Is my is is my family second, and my country third. I do this for God because of my family, and I do this for my family. I, I do what I do in the assembly because of my family, but also because of the rest of the people in this nation. Because if people like us don't stand up, who will? Who will? We need to stand up and be part of the solution, and we will triumph i know we will but i think we have a big 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 path ahead of us still i'm not going to say it's going to be easy and i'm not saying it's going to come with no challenges but i am seeing a lot of people waking up and it is a marvelous thing to witness so With that, I hope you all have a wonderful night. Keep God in your mind always. Ask Christ to be in your heart always. All right? And I'll tell you what, it's going to be okay. All right? Do not fear. There's a reason why God said in his good book, do not fear. Fear not. He said it over 360 to 65 times, depending on the version of the Bible. Okay, because he knows that fear does a lot of things and it motivates people to do a lot of things for wrong reasons. And like Destry was saying, as we grow, so does Satan's contempt of us. And this is why we get attacked. Absolutely. Don't ask me why I still do this podcast, because there's some days where I've just wanted to hang up the headphones and say, that's it. I'm done. Shut up, Alvin. Mainly because of that stupid chipmunk that keeps laughing at me. Stupid chipmunk. Yeah, you keep laughing, you little varmint. I'll get you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I really, (laughs) I have too much fun with that stupid chipmunk. I hope you all have a great day or night. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe the next day. I don't know. But I hope you all have a good night. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.
Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. forget to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go Joining us here at His Heart Line.
see you back here next time.